Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. And welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch with Shale Magazine. My name's Alvin Bailey, alongside your host, Kim Bellotto, broadcasting from Shale Studios, the beautiful Shale Studios, Kim. Hey, we've got some really exciting guests today. That's we- right. We do have some exciting guests and exciting news. Uh, In the Oil Patch is now expanded into the Corpus Christi market. We were picked up by K6, which is 1230 a.m. and 96.1 FM and 103.3 FM. KSIX, the uh, the NBC powerhouse of Corpus Christi. Those guys are great. That's right. And so we will be airing on Saturday mornings in that market from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. How exciting is that? Our show is growing. Well, Corpus Christi, welcome to In the Oil Patch. We're glad to have you with us. Exactly. And with that, Kim, we've got, we've got such a great guest on tap today, Mr. David Blackman. And Kim, before we bring him on, let me, let me talk for a second. David Blackman is a public policy and communications advisor with 37 years experience in the oil and gas industry. Over the last 20 years, he specialized in leading industry efforts to influence public policy at the state and national level. He's a recognized subject matter expert who's offered testimony before various congressional and state legislative committees and has written extensively on a variety of public policy matters at Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine, as well as Forbes.com. So, Kim, why don't you welcome David Blackman to the show? Well, David, welcome back to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. How are you today? I'm great. I'm uh, in the air conditioning, which is a very good thing in Houston today. Oh, I can imagine. Is it really humid and hot out there? It is nasty, just really nasty hot. Well, you know, here in Shell Studios in San Antonio, we're having absolutely beautiful weather, and the humidity is relatively low, so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we've started a new series with you. It's uh, talking about world oil topics and other things that affect the energy industry. So I want to jump right in and, you know, talk to you a little bit about yesterday. I saw that the U.S. daily production has reached a low point since early 2014, it's been about 8.4 million barrels per day, and that's down from almost a million barrels per day in this past year. So given why is the oil prices not moving up, given all that information? Well, uh, a couple of reasons for that. Yeah, we, we've lost a lot of production in the United States because the rig count you know, just fell so dramatically over the last two years, and people are not drilling enough wells to maintain production levels in these shale plays mainly. Um, but, you know, we, we also have a significant uh, or had a significant glut at the beginning of the year on the global market of upwards of 2 million barrels a day. Um, that has been reduced very significantly, but the OPEC countries, you know, are still producing at very high levels. And What's happened over the last week, or really the last two weeks, is, is uh, we've had some of the Nigerian crude that had been taken off the market due to the conflicts in that country come back online. And uh, we've also had some, some additional production ads from Russia and, and Iraq as well. So, so we, we're, again, in a situation where supply is, is rising and... Uh, 
it's kind of up in the air right now whether or not uh, global demand is rising quickly enough to uh, absorb it. Wow, that's interesting. So is the thought that possibly we could find ourselves back where we were just a year and a half ago with too much oil on the market once again and oil prices plummeting? Yeah, um, you know, no one is predicting that we're going to have a, you know, two million barrel a day glut again like we did for much of last year. But um, it does appear at least, you know, currently this, this it looks, it's so interesting watching uh, the oil price go up and down every day. It's like watching a tennis match, but uh, right. you just go back and forth, back and forth. And every day the situation changes, but it appears the momentum at this point over the last week or so is back towards increasing production and maybe slowing demand. So um, I don't think anyone, to be quite honest with you, really knows what the overall glut on the market happens to be. The Saudis uh, still believe we're going to have a balanced market uh, by the end of the year. So that's that's encouraging. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be right. Well, you know, speaking of the Saudis, uh, the new oil prime minister continues to give such an optimistic viewpoint on pricing forecast, um, and but so did his predecessor as well. So, you know, have the Saudis really stopped the increase of their production? Yeah, uh, it appears that way. Uh, that's what they're telling the market. Um, and, you know, I don't think anyone has any information to contradict that. They are still producing a much higher level than they were two years ago, uh, about a million barrels a day more than they were two years ago. So they're not dropping their, their daily production and daily exports, but, but they are maintaining them. And so I guess their strategy is to maintain the market share that they have and, and let uh, global demand rise to uh, absorb the remaining glut on the market, whatever that may be. Very interesting. So in your viewpoint moving forward, the Saudis, you know, they project a rebalancing supply and demand equalization for 2017. But do you think that's, does does that sound reasonable to you? Yeah, it it really does. Demand, um, you know, in China has slowed. You you keep seeing stories that, that, that claim, well, China's demand is reducing. Well, that's not really the case. China's demand has slowed. The rate of increase in that country's demand for oil has slowed, but it still is increasing every day. Uh, The appetite for oil in that part of the world is insatiable. And at the same time, demand for for oil in India, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, that part of the world is rising very quickly as those economies continue to industrialize. Uh, And so... Overall, globally, uh, the pace of increase for demand has gone up substantially uh, in 2016 over what it was in 2015. Um, And the International Energy Agency continues to project increasing demand through 2017. So I think there's every reason to believe we're going to have a balanced market either late this year or early next year. Um, And, you know... Will that create a dramatic increase in the price of oil? Probably not, because as the price goes up here in the U.S., 
you know, we're, we're going to have a lot more rigs activated and a lot more wells starting to be drilled that will absorb some of that momentum. So, right. Uh, but it does appear we're going to have a balanced market by the end of this year. Well, you know, Baker Hughes, their rig count, it, it, we've now seen it rise or it's been rising every week. But, you know, for the past two months, has it been having a dampering effect on our prices? I think it has, you know, as because uh, 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 the price is affected a great deal by optics. You know, the traders uh, uh, and analysts who really impact the price of oil on a daily basis, they look at that rig count and they watch it. And when it goes up, you know, there is a psychological effect uh, on those folks that says, well, okay, the United States industry is really starting to ramp back up. Now, the increase over the last six weeks, six to seven weeks, I guess, uh, six out of the last seven weeks it's risen, hasn't been that dramatic. The rig count's gone from, uh, I think, about 410 to around 480 now. But it's been a very steady increase uh, over time. And, you know, as the market sees that happening, they factor that into their to their daily activities, and it probably has had some dampening impact. Uh, Overall, though, I mean, really what's caused the drop in prices is more than anything. Uh, The strengthening and weakening of the dollar here over the last month has really caused the high volatility in the market. Well, very interesting discussion today on some world energy topics. David, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, and we look forward to having you back on to discuss more energy topics worldwide. Thank you for joining us today. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Kim, always great to have David Blackman on. What a great expert to have access to. And, and you know, let's talk for a second, Kim, about about the Eagle Ford. And things have been in a downturn, but there's still... They're coming be, back. Yeah, it's coming back. And, and there's still a shortage of good housing. And that's, I think, why we have Michael Knight on with us right now. You're right, Alvin. Um, you know, uh, I actually was able to attend an amazing uh, grand opening uh, just the other day. And so I've asked the vice president of administration for the Eagle Heights development to join us today to talk a little bit about that amazing grand opening and the property. Michael, are you with us? I am here. It's great to be with you. Well, you know, I was just telling Alvin, you know, what a great uh, apartment complex uh, development that you guys built. So let's talk a little bit about, tell me what is Eagle Heights development? Because it's a brand new concept, right? Oh, this concept is so new that when we were coming out of the ground with this uh, magnificent building in Pleasanton, our first one, people kept driving by asking, what is that going to be? And they were worried it was just going to be another motel. They were worried it was going to be an old folks home. Uh, So there was a lot of speculation in town about that. But uh, what it actually is, is what we call serviced apartments, uh, also known as corporate housing. So this development was purpose-built exactly for uh, and designed for people that uh, have to do interim work assignments, especially uh, in a region where they need some some nice housing. Well, Michael, I just want to say thank you for being on the show, telling us a little bit about the amazing uh, facility that you've built for the people of Pleasanton as well as for the oil and gas folks that are out there working and living. It's an amazing place. I encourage anyone who is in that area to go by there and check them out. What a great place to stay. Um, I would definitely stay there if I have to go to Pleasanton. So thank you for being our guest today. We really appreciate you coming on and talking about Eagle Heights development. But 
Tell us now, where can we go to learn more about Eagle Heights development? Well, certainly stop by and see us. We're directly across from the airport in Pleasanton, or you can go to our website, which is www.eagleheightsdevelopment.com. Uh, or you certainly give us a call. Or, uh, our phone number out there is 830-399-0810. Michael, thank you so much. Beautiful. I, I live down in the area, and I, I've seen Eagle Heights development Beautiful operation, beautiful housing. Once again, your website is eagleheightsdevelopment.com or give Michael a call at area code 830-399-0810. Again, 830-399-0810. Michael, thanks for joining us. And with that, we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey along with Kim Bellotto, broadcasting from Shale Studios, and we'll be right back. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oilfield parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oilfield Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the Kalig Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656, and let's talk. The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day -day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656. Or you can always email me, abailey at kaligauto.com. That's abailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, at kalig, K-A-H-L-I-G, auto, A-U-T-O, dot com. I look forward to seeing you down the road. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bellotto, and we're broadcasting from the beautiful Shale Studios. Kim. Thank you, Alvin, for uh, bringing us back. You know, our next guest is actually an expert in the area of business, marketing, uh, development, and helping us grow our businesses. Um, Blake, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Blake, before we get started, I've got a lot of questions to ask you, you know, from a business standpoint about IT and, and development. But first, um, tell me a little bit about, like, how did you get started in this business? Uh, the reason why I started 180 is after working for Washington Mutual Bank for over 10 years and the financial crisis that we had in 2009, um, I decided to utilize my computer 
and uh, sales marketing for uh, my own entrepreneurial skill set and recognized that there was a large need for small to medium businesses to really integrate more than just web and social and marketing and really have a team where sales and marketing works together um, with technology. And so give me some examples of, of um, that kind of scenario. Um, like what kind of business would, you know, most businesses do have a website. Most businesses do have um, a social media presence, um, but they are not necessarily intertwining uh, the marketing end of it. And I think they get a little stuck. So while that sounds really good, go into a case scenario in which you think could visualize that concept of what you just said. Perfect. Um, with, with my experience in corporate America, um, large financial institutions, large brands, they have this unified sales and marketing. And that's what I'm bringing to the small and medium businesses. Like you said, they have a website, they have social media, they have email campaigns, they have mail campaigns but they don't necessarily work together. So what we do is the first thing that we do is we really develop the brand. That starts from, say, a mission statement, core values, and really why you're in business. The reason why that's important is when we develop the marketing campaigns, it's a unified front. We all know what large corporations stand for, such as Starbucks, Coca-Cola, and Disney, because of their mission statements, their value statements, and their core values. So when we build marketing campaigns, that's where we start with, and it's called brand development and brand activation. Very interesting. And, you know, those are very important. And so once they develop those things, you know, how do you gradually develop them into more of like, I know there's a lot of companies that are hearing phrases now like the cloud um, and, um, you know, IT, there's IT security, there's, you know, hacking, there's uh, cyber attacks. Um, Does your company focus on any of those core issues to help uh, a midsize uh, company to a larger company or even a smaller company uh, wrap their head around that and understand how to utilize and protect their business. Yes. So uh, 180 is divided into three main segments. I have 180 Digital, which is web, marketing, SEO, SEM, AdWords, and uh, services such as that. And then I have my technology division. Technology is going to be the hardware, the security, the hosting, cloud services, email services. And then I also have operations. With my 15 years experience in corporate America, compliance officer, and operations management, I really found that the reason why businesses succeed is because all of those need to work together, and that's what I bring together. It is a lot more than just a simple website. It's a lot more than just building a Facebook page. It's that brand unity to make sure that it all works together, and then to make sure leadership, operations, and management is all on board and understands why. Well, let me let me just change gears a little bit of asking you some, if you can give us some true case scenarios or something that you're aware of 
You know, everyone is hearing cybersecurity. We all know that um, businesses are being hacked into uh, by either their competitors or uh, can possibly um, have information stolen from them. And so uh, this is a real concern. And I think a lot of businesses also are trying to decipher between uh, saving, you know, off-site at a place versus the cloud. So tell me a scenario, if you can, of companies that you're aware of that didn't take advantage of some of the newer technologies that are out there. Um, some of the ones that, you know, we talked about earlier, you know, the cloud um, and, and security and, and uh, software development, stuff to keep them on the cutting edge. How important is it, would you say, for a business in this day and age uh, to look at that and, and, and feel like you can't do business the way you used to do it a long time ago, maybe, you know, five years ago, because technology has evolved. And there are real threats out there to all business owners um, if you don't take take it seriously. Exactly. So um, I can speak directly to, say, the credit card breaches that occurred with uh, Target and Sony. Um, those were very minor mistakes where um, very easy little small loopholes were forgotten. And these um, cyber attackers, hackers, whatever you want to call them, saw that flaw and obtained millions of credit card um, numbers in an instant. Well, now that that's becoming mainstream and giant corporations, those doors are locked. So coming 2016, and you can read about it in Forbes and the Express News and everywhere, they're talking about how 2016, 2017, and beyond is really going to be the small business cybersecurity front. It's kind of like a business that has uh, an alarm or doesn't have an alarm. It's really hard for me to tell people how important it is until it happens, until that break-in occurs. So we, rec we recently had a CPA that um, it wasn't a cyber attack, but it was a data crash. And because they had a backup system, we were able to instantly get them back up and running. Uh, things such as these um, the, these attacks that are coming to where they lock down and they they hold your hold your data ransom for um, for money um, those sort of things can really be avoided very simply and very easily with small minimal cost of data backup and maybe a, a firewall but a lot of people nowadays it's you know you don't really think about an, an alarm in your house until you have a break-in Exactly. And Blake, I want to, with that, we have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation on cybersecurity in businesses. And you're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Ever feel like you've hit a wall with your business? Like you haven't been able to turn the corner on a new avenue for your company? Well, Turning Point Strategies is here to help. Turning Point Strategies is for those startup companies or companies that have been doing very well, but maybe want to move to the next level or are at a turning point. They're looking to think outside the box, and that's where we come in. We provide those different strategies to help them turn the corner at that point where they need consulting services. At Turning Point Strategies, we can not only help you turn the corner, we will give you insight on how to prevent yourself from hitting another plateau. We have helped a lot of different companies at many different levels succeed. Call us today at 210-227-5678. Again, that number is 210-227-5678. And visit our website, turningpointstrategies.com. 
Again, that's turningpointstrategies.com. Are you at your turning point? Hey, 2016 is a great time to grow your business, and there is no time like the present to improve the awareness of your brand. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. And we're back to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest, Blake Lamoy from 180 is with us today. Blake, earlier before the break, we were having a discussion on uh, cybersecurity. And you touched on how the large corporations, Target, we all remember, had a breach in security and thousands of uh, credit card information was uh, given to the hacker and the nightmare that they went through. And so you're pretty much saying that the large corporations have invested the time and money and expertise to lock down their fronts to where you feel comfortable that they will no longer, hackers will not be trying to hack into them anymore because they've they've taken the necessary steps. So now the belief is that the small business owner and the midsize uh, business owners um, and companies are now going to be the target for these companies that look at weak infrastructure in businesses. So let's talk a little bit about your thoughts on that. Sure. So unfortunately, you cannot say everything's 100% secure. And we, we will have those large corporations that will still have those attacks and those, those holes. But it's the path of least resistance. These hackers and these people are focused on the easiest way to get the data. And right now, because it's been mainstream, large corporations are now very aware because they have seen multi-million dollar lawsuits, millions of dollars a loss. And my personal heartache, reputation management problems because of it, um, and small companies have a very difficult time getting out of that. Any company that has credit card information, personal information, such as social security numbers, data births, anything that these thieves can, can obtain for identity theft or credit card processing or any sort of financial crimes, those are prime targets. And the reason why they're prime targets is it's basically in the World Wide Web looking to see what doors are open and, oh, this company has a door wide open, I'm just going to walk right in. Well, what is, tell me what the responsibility is once that happens to a small or mid-sized business owner, even a large corporation that does not do their due diligence to make sure that they have their firewalls up and that their information is protected. What happens to companies like Target or to small business owners if, 
if they are if they get a breach in cybersecurity? So they are a hundred percent liable in ninety nine percent of these cases um, for credit card breaches, identity theft breaches. They now are responsible for. Um, one, making sure that everyone that had that breach now has a year of free identity theft services. And um, I don't know the numbers exactly off of my off of my head, but I remember looking at targets and it was in the three figure millions. I believe it was a couple hundred million dollars worth of cost. So a small company could literally be out of business, you know. They, and, and it has happened, unfortunately, that um, there there was actually a, an attorney in Washington that was dealing with a solar case, and they were attacked by China because of the high, um, the high, what can I say? The it was it was a very high priority case in in government, and this small lawyer was hacked by China because they wanted to get that information. And there, again, there, there are some simple controls such as a firewall. And those firewalls are, you know, a few hundred or maybe a few thousand dollars. And that's a, that's a stopgap. And being a compliance officer for a bank, that's all we can really do. Minimize and mitigate risk. Right. And so, you know, when you have midsize and, and, uh, small businesses that are dealing with, you know, multiple things, where's the best investment for the limited amount of resources we have? Um, You know, I encourage in hearing uh, you, you know, echo it that, you know, cybersecurity and safety of processing the personal data that you have on individuals needs to be a top priority, because otherwise you, you can get your systems hacked. And, and there have also been cases, Blake, right, where they've had uh, data stolen and then they're actually, it's, it's called data ransom. So let's talk a little about that. Mm-hmm. What happens in that case? So, so that, I've actually read a, an article where a hospital recently was, um, was a target and all of their patient information was held ransom. And they had no other alternative but to pay these people in Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is a, just like a wire transfer. It's, it's unable to be traced. So, um, you know, these sort of things, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's like an insurance policy. You know, you never really think about it until you need to use it. And then when you use it, you're so thankful that you had it. That's just, you know, it's an amazing time we're living in. Um, when I get back, I want to talk a little bit about um, the mobile app and um, and how you see that growing here in the near future. And we'll be right back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Welcome to the newest and finest housing option in the Eagle Ford. Eagle Heights in Pleasanton has been especially designed to meet the interim housing needs of working professionals. Our service department packages offer everything from furnishings and housekeeping to covered parking and concierge services. At Eagle Heights, you can enjoy the comfort and peace of mind that come with interior hallways, elevator access, and electronic locks. High-speed internet access, gourmet kitchens, and free premium cable make life a breeze. We're great for business, too, with multiple density options, oversized parking, and functional meeting spaces. If you or your company are ready to enjoy big city amenities with the convenience and hospitality that Pleasanton affords, check us out at eagleheightsdevelopment.com or come see us. 
We're directly across from the Pleasanton Airport. See you there. And we're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today, Blake, who is the CEO of 180. Uh, and Blake, before the break, we were talking a lot about uh, cybersecurity and issues that come up for businesses that have to deal with protecting their data. But I want to switch gears just a little bit and talk about, um, you know, mobile apps, because they have been for the last three to four years, the craze of everybody, um, all businesses that are uh, large enough to afford an app will do uh, just that and invest in their own app. But First of all, what is and why does a company want to move to a mobile app? And um, what are the benefits to doing that? And then I want to talk a little bit about the app that we have a connection with you guys with, which is our Shell mobile app. Yeah. So we can go all the way back to, I, I, I like to use this analogy of a, of a telephone. You know, when phones came out, probably everyone was like, why do I need that? When I was going to school in the 90s, everyone was, why do I need a website? It's kind of the new thing. Yeah, the big companies have them, but why do I need that? Well, now over 70% of searches are being done on mobile devices. So small things like having a website that's mobile compatible is a very necessary step. But soon, laptops will be gone desktops are almost gone. And we really always need to be looking forward in technology. So in the next five years, I'm assuming with the trends that laptops are going to be out of date and everyone's going to be on tablets. So it's very important to have a mobile app just for that reason. And for two, it's that engagement for customers. We need to be on the forefront when we're talking technology. So it's it's always a great idea to be in the places that your customers are. Well, and you know, with a mobile app, it automatically is saved on your uh, uh, cell phone um, as a, with a push of a button as opposed to having to go and search or type in a person's website, which statistics reflect that most consumers are not going to do that uh, for that engagement. And so it's another reason why mobile apps have become extremely popular is it's just one push of the button and they are, um, you're connected to your customer. So we were very excited when we were approached to come together and bring in a app that would work for um, what we needed, which is to create a larger picture uh, and a larger footprint of a mobile app. And so we partnered with that mobile company, and now we have created the Shell mobile app. And we're very excited because it really is allowing us to bring back a marketplace. But instead of it just being in the Eagle Ford, it's pretty much uh, all over the Shell place, which there's about 29 to 32, depending on how many you're counting and when. So we're really excited and, and and very happy that you guys were a part of us helping develop that original app. And so uh, we definitely see the benefit of it. So that brings me to my next question, the oil and gas sector. What are your thoughts on oil and gas? Are they very much engaging in modern technology or do you see them still somewhat lagging in uh, jumping into this huge arena of being, you know, IT savvy? Well, grow, growing up in the automotive industry, it's, it's a very similar type. It, why, why change when things are working? You only change when things aren't working. So major industries, 
the the early adopters are always the large corporations because they have the research and development to spend. A lot of small companies, they're afraid because they feel it's a very high expense. Generally, a mobile application can cost, you know, a few thousand up to six figures. But with now with technology nowadays, you can get mobile apps developed for as low as a website. So I have seen a lot of companies that are technology savvy or maybe are experiencing a problem go to technology as um, as a result of you know, looking for a, a solution to a problem that they have already identified. Well, you know, there's a lot, a lot of independent operators operating here, especially in Texas, um, with, you know, with the Eagle Ford and the Permian Basin, a lot of people jumped in. So, you know, with the oil and gas, tell me a little bit about some of the companies that you're aware of that um, have truly taken full advantage of looking at um, companies like yours that will help them get up to speed on everything that they need to be doing to be, you know, business savvy. Right. So along with, you know, like, like we stated earlier, having the website, having that mo- uh, mobile social media, those sort of presence that hopefully everyone in business knows you should have a website, you should have a social media presence. Technology is a beautiful, wonderful thing, um, but sometimes it's scary to the unknown. Um, one of my clients, they were having difficulty with time card, and the employee would go on site, they would fill out a, a paper time card, there's manipulation, there's lost time cards, there's all sorts of problems in this manual process, and that's the key thing. Anything that's a manual process. So what we did is we did some research and we developed a mobile application. So not only will this time card system do GPS location so we know that that employee is actually on the site, it is instantly delivered to the um, to the company, to the HR representative. Another company as well, there's large corporations, Motorola, um, that have semi-truck GPS trackings. Well, uh, a company that we worked for wanted to develop one in-house. Now, those those costs did reach a good number, but if you look at it um, over a one-year spend, it saved them money in just a matter of three to six months. Very interesting. Well, Blake, we got to take a real quick break, and you are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. We'll be right back. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the Caleb Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656 and let's talk. 
The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day -day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656. Or you can always email me abailey at kaligauto.com. That's abailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, at kalig, K-A-H-L-I-G, auto, A-U-T-O, dot com. I look forward to seeing you down the road. And we're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today, Blake, with 180. We've been discussing, Blake, a little bit about um, oil and gas and how they've been utilizing some of the technology available. So that takes me into switching gears and talking a little bit about marketing because, um, you know, growing your business, rather having a sales team, you know, marketing is everything for uh, a small size, mid-size, and of course, even the large majors. But it seems so much, it seems so very important for the smaller companies in the mid-size because if they, you know, large companies already have the credibility because they're just that large and it kind of just comes hand in hand. But small business owners and mid-size, they kind of really have to prove themselves before anybody really believes and takes them as a credible company. And half of that is the marketing that they do. So tell me a little bit about like a new company, a small company. What were the what are the number one things that you would truly recommend uh, to grow a business? Some ideas that they have, and if they're not, they certainly might want to look at implementing them. So this is this is what I I really truly love to do because this is what the difference maker is between a small company, a medium company, or a six figure company versus an eight figure company, and it all starts in the brand. You really need to develop the brand, and brand may be a, a, a catch word or a, you know one of those buzzwords, but it, it's very important because that is your foundation, and how thick you pour that foundation is how big the building can stand afterwards. Your mission statement, your um, your your values, all of that is so important because what that does is not only does that inform your, your consumer, it employs, it, 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 it does the same for your employees. It makes sure that they are both on the same page representing and stating the exact same thing. So that's really where we start with. Once the brand is developed, we have a core of what the company is about and really it's identifying you as a company, your whys, the team, the leadership team, why they're in business, why they're doing this. And um, then we go into activation strategies. Activation strategies are going to go um, for who is your target market? Who is your strategic value customer? What are your lost leaders and what are your cash cows? Some companies, say fast food companies, they don't necessarily make money on their burgers. They make a whole lot of money on their French fries and Coke. And the reason why they sell their burger for so cheap is to get you in the door so they can get you the, the higher volume for several hundred percent of a markup. So understanding all of those costings is the foundation 
into a good uh, sales and marketing strategy. Once we build that, then we go out and we figure out where the watering holes are. So in this case, oil and gas, we know that we probably want to advertise and market in the regions with oil and gas. I grew up in Washington. It's not a big oil and gas industry, but in Anacortes, Washington, where my family is from, we can see one of the largest oil refineries in the West Coast right there. So it's a, it's a very important thing to know who your target market is, where they are, what they are doing, and where they're visiting, because that is how an effective sales and marketing strategy is executed. And, you know, to also add something to that, Blake, is how important to for us to recognize and realize that, you know, with social media, with uh, Google and Yelp allowing uh, customers to rate a product or rate a company, we're not anymore in an era where the Better Business Bureau, you go and look them up. It, it pops up. And so you always want to be mindful that to take advantage of things that can help grow your credibility. I, you know, I read a report um, the other day online, and it was discussing a survey that was conducted about how many times people will look at other people's reviews before they buy a product. So if you look at like Amazon and other companies that have these ratings, before they purchase that product, they'll read reviews. I know I am one, I do that too. And so, you know, having the marketing piece in in place and being able to have a good uh, reputation as you're growing your brand really helps the, the, the company and or its sales team convert, uh, you know, anything that's coming in online into their sales pipeline. And I just cannot stress enough how important it is to look at the big picture um, and take advantage of all the new technologies and things that are available for really very inexpensive. It's very inexpensive to take advantage of technology. Um, and if, 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 if they're not really sure, if a company's not really sure, gee, I'm not doing any of this, where do I jump in and where do I start? Um, I have a website that I, uh, you know, built, had built about five, six years ago. It's outdated. It's, um, it, it, it hasn't been, you know, updated in a couple of years. Uh, it's time to start, you know, talking to somebody about maybe updating that website. So if um, our listeners would like to get more information on marketing or IT services uh, credit card processing or web development. Tell me, Blake, where would they go and get more information uh, to meet and talk with you guys at 180? Well, one of the first things uh, that I, I offer, and I definitely would love to extend this to all the listeners, is um, a free strategy session because uh, we need to understand who you are as a company and who your clients are and who you want, what do you want to represent. As soon as that's laid down on the table, written down, and we understand, now we have the roadmap for success. My website is www.oneighty.io, so that is 180 with a shared E, or you can reach me at 210-920-8820, and I'm available 24 seven, 
365 days a year. Once again, um, I'd like to thank you for being our guest on In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and thank you for giving our listeners some ideas. Uh, you know, the small and mid-sized, they need all the help they can get. It, it's a very difficult thing to have to wear 20 hats uh, every day, and uh, with a limited amount of resources, you really have to make sure that you are investing your money wisely in helping your business grow. And it sounds like you've given us some great information and ideas. Um, and so thank you for being a guest today. We look forward to having you back on the show here in the near future. Excellent. Thank you for the opportunity. And I, I really enjoy sharing these tips. And um, again, if anyone has any sort of questions on digital technology or operations, by all means, reach out to me. And of course, you can always find me on Facebook and Twitter as well. Thanks again, Blake, for joining us. That's one more great show in the books for this week. And I'm sure you guys know what's coming now. It's trivia time. So, hey, for the first person who emails the correct answer to the trivia question to radio at shellmag.com, again, that's radio at shellmag.com, you will win a $75 gift certificate to the beautiful and yummy Palm Restaurant in Houston. So this week's trivia question is, what is the name of the mobile app that 180 helped us produce? Email your response to radio at shellmag. That's radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. Remember, the first correct email wins a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.